It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Monday, October 17th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. A good day to you, Shauna. And a good day to you. It was uh, an interesting morning. Yes. To say the least. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know how much you want to share or are allowed to share about this, Shauna, mm. but I'll just, I guess I'll just leave it to you. Yeah. Um, there was an incident involving a gentleman who we've dealt with at the station for quite some time now. Um, yeah. If you want to read up more on it, there you can find it if you Google my name and news, basically. Yeah. I, I Google Shauna Jefferson and, on, and then click the news tab and you're like the third story down and it gives some detail into like what has happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it was an eventful morning because, uh, yeah, we were uh, kind of, I don't want to say hiding, but we were trying to avoid some things this morning and this gentleman who came by. So Well, you were here by yourself when he came by. Yeah. The first time around. You texted me and said, don't come here. Yeah. So I ended up circling the block for quite some time. Uh, I had a conversation with him at one point. Yes. We, uh... This is all in the dark. <laughs> Nobody else around. No, no. It's a bit eerie when you come here and the, the station was all dark and, you know, you come out of a room and there's a guy standing at the doors, like, yelling your name. It's a little bit terrifying. Uh, but yeah, we missed a few breaks this morning to deal with that. And now, yeah, the show started like an hour late. Yeah. So if you were listening and you're like, where the hell are they? Well, it, we weren't late. We didn't sleep in. We're, uh, yeah. No. Dealing with some stuff. Dealing with some stuff. Yeah. Um, CPS responded a few times this morning and, yeah. uh, things are back to normal now. Yes. But it was quite a hectic show. We also had the mayor on today. So we, we were like, trying to inter- get ready for our interview with the mayor. Well, <laughs> dealing with all this, uh, I would say it probably wasn't our best radio show ever. Probably not. But nope. if you listen to this podcast, uh, you'll understand why now. Because yes. there was lots going on when the mics weren't on. So. Yes. Uh, on the show today, you will hear that interview with Mayor Gondek at the end of the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about ham radio and the loudest sounds ever. A TV trope. Another one of these fake proposals at a sporting event. Uh, Shauna had a bit of a dilemma in a store just recently and was wondering if she handled it correctly. Um, my youngest son was making fun of me and one of the bands that we play on this station. An etymology first, you're out of context clip of the show. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Last week on the show, I told you that my wife McKenna said that she had a big surprise for me. Yes. Said it was the biggest surprise ever mm-hmm. she's ever done for me. Yep. Uh, and I asked if you knew anything about this, mm-hmm. and you said you didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she unveiled it on the weekend because mm-hmm. I guessed. I was like, well, my buddies are all going to Vancouver this weekend, and I was going to go, but I don't want to spend the money on myself. So it. she did. She booked me this trip to Vancouver this coming weekend. Yep. And you knew all along because she reached out to you to make sure you were okay with me going away. And we had to, yeah, clear it with the boss. So <laughs> she asked me and she was like, yeah, you think it's okay if he takes these days off? And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm around. So it's cool. We will have to ask the boss. And so I sent the email to the boss. was like, Beckler's wife wants to do this <laughs> as a surprise. This cool. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And I had to sit here and you had to, you asked me. <laughs> Right, point blank, and I was just like, uh-huh. You're a pretty good actress. Huh? Because you're like, no, I don't know anything about this. Oh, I saw it. And, uh, 
Because we send ideas to each other the night before, and so you sent this in your ideas as something that you wanted to talk about, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Did you start yeah. practicing? I just I was like, I have to. Nope, Shauna, don't don't be the one to ruin the surprise tomorrow. I thought yeah. the surprise was going to be two chicks at the same time. It wasn't two chicks at the same time. It is this trip to Vancouver. Yes, so. no, no two chicks at the same time. No. no. But uh, this will be great. So I'm off on Friday and Monday this coming weekend mm-hmm. to... I've never been to Vancouver before. I'm just really good at making fun of it. So this is kind yeah. of a research trip, right? Yeah, definitely. Going, definitely. Going to see the softness for myself. Yeah, I have a lot of family and relatives that live there, so I've seen it, but you haven't yet. No, so I'm now excited. you can go check it out. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see how soft it's going to be out there. Yeah. But uh, kudos to you, because I think were I asked to keep that kind of secret about you, yeah. I would have cracked. I would have spilled the beans. You... And you would have seen it in my eyes. You would have been like, he's lying. I mean, Beckler, I don't know if you know this about me, but I I did take some acting classes in high school. <laughs> so I called upon my high school acting classes well, to really focus on that, okay? I think that's uh, a real testament to the acting program at Brampton Centennial High School. Yeah, yeah, the school itself terrifying and everybody has knife fights, but uh, their acting program, one of a kind. Fooled me. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So at the end of last week, Andrea messaged us, and she wanted me to look up the meaning of the term naked as a jaybird. She said her dad always used to say that, naked as a jaybird. She was like, what the hell does that mean? I don't think I've ever heard that term before. No, I've heard it the odd time, but it's been a while. It's not an overly common one. I think with the older generations, it was said a lot more. Now, not so much. I've heard naked as the day you were born. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is obviously pretty self-explanatory. Totally. I've heard your birthday suit again. Yeah. Self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. But what's naked as a jaybird? So uh, in the 1920s and 30s in the U.S., prisoners were nicknamed jaybirds. Okay, like a jailbird? And it like was a- short for jailbird, and that's yeah. why. So it was kind of the, the common phrase for prisoners. And um, while you're probably wondering why prisoners are naked in this whole ordeal here, well, I guess when prisoners were brought in from the bus back then, they went directly to the showers where they had to, of course, strip down, and then they were given their new jail uniform, but they had to march from one end of the prison to the other naked, fully naked, to go and get their uniform before they were able to then robe up again and be wearing clothing. Well, that seems unnecessary. It seems, seems a like little bit unnecessary. Just bring the uniforms to the showers. Yes, right? You'd think that that's what you could do cuz I mean you might want to check the bum for right. anything well, that maybe Didn't didn't they also hit but... him with delousing powder too? You um, get deloused because Yeah. Yeah. You got to check and check the bum and then march across the prison. But yeah, I don't know if that was part of a punishment of some sort. Like, oh, you're in prison. We're just going to make you walk around naked. Uh, a bit of humiliation. A bit of humiliation, which is kind of awful. But uh, there we go. That's where naked as a jaybird comes from because that idea of having to march across fully naked. That's pretty naked. Pretty naked right across the prison. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was running some errands with my uh, younger son, Brigham, yesterday. He's five. And we were listening to Black Hole Sunday on X. Yeah. We're doing it. Uh, wicked show, by the way. Yeah, There's, it's so awesome. They play such cool like songs I didn't even know we had. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I haven't heard this forever. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Deep old cuts. Yeah. Um, but the song, Is Anybody Home by Our Lady Peace, came on. Yeah. And I was singing along, and I was making some Rain Maida sounds while I was, you know, like he makes all those. I don't actually know the lyrics there, so I was just making Rain Maida sounds. As you do. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And Brigham was like, you sound like a dying duck. 
but he said it with his little guy accent. So yeah. Said, you sound like a dying duck. That's really funny. Um, and that, then all I wanted to do was get home and put duck sounds over Rain's vocals, uh, which I have done here. Amazing. This is what that song would sound like were Rain Maida replaced with a duck. <laughs> It sounds pretty close, pretty actually. <laughs> yeah, if you if you turn that down a little bit and just add it in the background, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, rain sounded great. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was at the dollar store on the weekend, and there was a gentleman who I walked by when I was going to pay, and his card wasn't working. And I was watching this, this go down, and I really wanted to offer to pay just because I was like, it's a pay it forward kind of thing. His card's not working. It's the dollar store, so it wouldn't have been very expensive. No, you could have a whole cart and it wouldn't be that expensive. Totally. Right? So I was about to go over and, and offer to pay, but I actually hesitated and I didn't do it because I was afraid that he might be offended by the gesture. Because this has happened once before, and it was actually the dollar store again. And it was a similar thing. It was an older man who just couldn't figure out his card. And so I, again, I wanted to, to help out because I was right there. And I was like, I can pay. And it's not going to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I went over and I said, hey, like, can I pay for that for you? And he and he said no. He was just like, no, I'm good. And then I kind of was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to push the issue, right. of course. So I was like, okay, yeah, like, have a good day, man. Did he seem offended? Well, I don't know why else he would say no, and again, like, if it wasn't, if I, I could have pushed again, I was like, no, no, like, it's not a big thing. But anytime I was like, even if I say that, I don't want somebody to think that I'm being condescending, right? Like, right. The, oh, no, well, I place. can afford that, so I can, like, I'll just swipe it, and I don't mean it that way at all. It's just if I ever see an opportunity to pay it forward like that, I like to do it, because mm-hmm. I always, I just believe in that. I'm like, I, that's it. It's just pay it forward thing, but I... If somebody offered to pay for you, would you accept it? Because I don't think I would. Interesting. I would say that's very kind of you, but I probably really, I, I, I would, I and then paid. I would pay it forward. Is okay. how I would probably operate that way. Uh, but I would be hesitant at first for sure. And if they if they kept saying no, like I insist, I would. Although I mean, the only time that's ever happened would be a coffee or something where it's Should, already paid for. So you're right. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I was, wouldn't. I would be like, I'd, I'd like, I don't need it. I don't. I wouldn't want you to. Yeah. Put yourself out here at all, right? Totally. But then on the other hand, I yeah, maybe I should have. So you, do you push it more? Or like again, <sighs> I, don't I don't want to be condescending. I know. It's tough. I saw a woman who was paying for her bus pass at Seven Eleven one time in front of me at a bus pass and a sandwich, and I, and the same thing. Card wasn't working. And I was like, I should have paid for that for her. Yeah. But I didn't want to exactly embarrass the woman mm-hmm. or you know offend her or it comes from a place of. Of wanting to yep. do good, but and that's why in this scenario there were a lot of people in line. So when I was about to go over, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that in front of him. I don't want to yeah. cause even a bigger scene or something in case that were to happen. So it's too bad you can't do it quietly. I know some signal you could give the cashier, just be like, let him go, and I'll swipe when I get up there. Well, and that's what the first gentleman that I offered. I tried to do that because I heard it from where I was at the till, and I was like, is there a way I can just pay for his like, you know, while he's because he was I don't know doing something distracted and. She kind of looked at me weird and was like, oh, I don't, eh. and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now this is a scene. Now this is a scene. I didn't want to create a scene. I just wanted to, ju- I just want to pay, okay? V and S in 20 minutes or less. A friend of mine, a friend of the show, Noah, sent me another one of these, like, in, in-stand proposal videos, like where someone proposes at a sporting event I in the I think I saw this one as well. Did you? Mm-hmm. This was an Islanders game? Is that the one? Yep. Um, 
and I'm assuming this is recently, and there was the one that we talked about not that long ago where a guy proposed with a ring pop at a Blue Jays game, and then the girl said no. And she was all mad, and she smacked she him smacked and stormed him. away. And, and you and I were like, well, this is fake for fake. sure. And then it came out that it was, in fact, fake. It was yep. some marketing class that had to get a viral moment. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was some bikini company run by students that I was like, I assume right. it was either a project or just something they were trying to do. So, yeah. So this one feels very similar, because in the video... Um, the guy, well, I'm certain it's fake because the guy has his shirt off for one. Yep. He's not wearing a shirt and he's kneeling down in the aisle and then he holds out a ring to his girlfriend. And the other thing that tipped me off is that like the guy who has the camera for the Jumbotron is right there beside them filming it. And then she kind of comes in, has a conversation with him and the crowd's all chanting, just say no. And then she takes off and runs out of the building and then he sits down still with his shirt off and yep. goes back to his beer. And I was yeah. like, this is no so fake. Yep. And, uh, People are still falling for it. Even my buddy was like, really? That's fake? And I said, yeah, I think all of these these sports teams, they all want to have their viral moment with their fans. Yeah. And so now they've taken to just like faking it. And like, there's so many proposals that just keep popping up now. And I'm like, it doesn't go from like, you hardly ever hear about it to, oh, everybody's just proposing in stands and they're all viral, ridiculous moments now. Like... No. Mm -mm. It's, they're getting lazier with it. They are. But I guess people are still falling for and it. And I saw so. a bunch of radio people that were retweeting it and been like, oh, another one of these. And I was just like, come, come on. No. No. Like you said, you're not going to believe anything that happens anymore no. because it's all. And it sucks because there used to be these pure, beautiful viral moments that would happen the rare time where it just happened to be caught and it's lovely and makes you happy. And I'm like, yeah, now, nope, they're not going to make me happy anymore because they're all fake. And I'm be like, that's not real. My buddy's response is, this is what happens when you try to take fighting out of hockey. <laughs> People used to come for the bucketless Brooks. Now they come to see lame, fake proposals in the stands. Oh, yeah, it's it's true. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I have another TV trope for you, Beckler. Okay. Okay. When somebody walks out of their house in their house coat, and they go to get the paper, and the paper boy tosses the paper and hits them in the head or throws it awfully or whatever as he's biking by, and then person gets angry and why does this happen all the time so is it the person being hit by the paper yes that's the trope or it, is it the it, paper being thrown that's the trope it's the whole thing throwing of the paper and then yeah it's normally like badly aimed or something the paper boy is always oh and everybody's chasing <laughs> with the one hand up shaking their fist oh i oughta no that whole ordeal Shaking your fist at someone when you're angry is a trope in itself. That's also isn't a trope. It? It no one does is. that. No, Why? nobody does that. Why? Where, where did Shake that even harder, come son. from? Why the fist? Is it like I'm going to punch you with this fist? Is that what you're doing? Like shaking it? I'm going to look into that actually. But seriously, that seems to happen in all kinds. Of, and I was like, first of all, do paper boys not drop the papers off at the ass crack of dawn? They do. So, like before the sun comes up, yes. I think. Like that would, and part of all, the reason I didn't want a paper route is yeah. like, it's got to be done by like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was something ridiculous. Seriously. Like, so, the whole like coming up when the sun's up and you're in your house coat casually on a Saturday morning and the paper is just being delivered, that's not true. No, that's inaccurate. Good point. And then good also, point. do the paper boys throw it? I assume they place the paper because, again, you're dropping it off at an early time. You don't want to throw it and like hit a window and wake somebody up. I think that might be a relic of a time when every house got the paper. Okay. So because then the paper mm -hmm. boy would bike down the middle of the street, throw it one side, throw it the other. Whereas now, 
There's like three houses on the block that get the paper, and the guy delivers it in a van. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yes, I, you're the, right. The van pulls up in front of a house. The guy gets out, walks the paper up to the door, and, and it's gets full back grown the people. It's very rarely yeah. young boys anymore either. So this guy in sweatpants, yeah, just gets out of the van, farts, and takes your paper up to the door, and, <laughs> and then goes I, back into his car and farts again. And it's changed a lot. Farts it, into his fart pants and. <laughs> continues on it really has changed a lot from like being so busy that the paper boy couldn't even come up your driveway he had to throw it okay to now the guy goes door to door by with a vehicle again like you don't want to wake people up when you throw it so even at a time when it was most common i don't think i see that but also why do we have paper boys still in all these modern day shows when we know that hardly anyone even gets the paper anymore inaccurate it's inaccurate the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast a few people messaged us and said there are still Paper, I shouldn't say paper boys, paper boys, paper girls, paper people. Paper people. Paper people. There's still paper people. (laughs) Who deliver uh, papers in that way in the smaller towns and some of the suburbs, especially if it's like a free publication, because that does go out to every, like someone said in Airdrie, they have like a a paper boy who delivers it to the doorstep. Okay, I get it. I still, the one person said it happens at night. I was like, great. So it's still not in the morning, like prime time when you're going out with your coffee and your like house coat on trying to sip on it. Never happens then. And still, do they throw the papers? Because I'm like, you have to bind it. Like you can't throw a regular paper that's not kind of rolled up either because it's just going to fly everywhere, right? (laughs) It would just flutter away. So still think there are some inaccuracies here, but yes, paper people still exist. So that's good to know. You have a handful of shout outs to make here, Shauna, please. I met a whole bunch of friends of the show on the weekend. They were all fantastic and I want to give them shout outs if I could. Uh, First of all, Liam and Katie. Then I met Simone, Jill and Amber as well. Uh, Where was this? Julie. So various places, but we had a gig on Saturday night. Uh, it was a fundraiser for Gord Downey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we played that show, and so a bunch of people were there that listened to us, and they were all so awesome. Like, so did a couple shots with some <laughs> people. So thank you for that. That was lovely. Uh, and then Jill works at Michael's, and so Sunday morning I was walking through Michael's, and Jill has a big request. She would like to see the cop segment back. She said. That's a big ask, Jill. It's a big Might ask. Might be too Jill. big of an ask. Yep, yep. She said that she used to roll into work and she would actually stay in the car to to <laughs> listen to the rest of the cop segments. She she truly misses them. So, I, uh, it, it went through the democratic process. It did. I mean, maybe. I said maybe there's a, if there's a special cop somewhere down the line, we will dedicate it to Jill because we did do a one off. Was it Poop Pants Cops? It was Poop Pants Cops. We thought it was just too good. It was to too pass good up. to pass up. Uh, so next one, if we do, uh, we will dedicate that to Jill for sure. But anyway, to everybody that I met this weekend, you guys are all so lovely. Uh, maybe like uh, how we handle elections. In a few years, we will redo the vote and see how people are feeling. Like, has enough time passed? Yeah. Are, do you miss the segment? Like are you every glad three it's still years, going? we'll go yeah. back and <laughs> it's a you can re-vote. Term. Yeah, maybe, maybe something else will be ousted next time. You never know. The Piss Cast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Move in sooner to one of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes, starting from the 490s. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I mentioned that I was hanging out with my uh, youngest son, Brigham, yesterday, and we were just driving around, and he asked me out of the blue uh, what the loudest sound I've ever heard was. I was like, huh, that's a pretty good question. I gotta stop to think about that. Interesting. I said, what's the loudest sound you've ever heard? And he said, either when mom makes her smoothies in the blender, because <laughs> it is loud as yeah, hell. Totally. When the ice is getting chopped up. Mm-hmm. 
He said that or when I was, he said when I was working on the floor on the new house, because I was using a hammer drill to yeah. pull up the old tile and it was loud as hell. So interesting. I was like, huh, you remember both of those things, hey? Yeah. And I was trying to think of the loudest sound. I was like, what about the loudest, like the loudest concerts I've been to? I know. What's the loudest band you've ever seen, Shauna, in concert? I was trying to think about this recently and I don't know if I can narrow it down. It was probably a local band. Yeah, just like in a room. Just in a, a room. small room where they have their amps too loud. And, and you're sitting yeah. right beside the yeah. speaker, and that's it. Like, it wasn't any band of significance that I can recall. There's been many concerts, though, where, yeah, it's been like, oh, that's loud. Yeah. That's I remember, loud. like, when I saw Kiss for the first time, and I know you've seen Kiss a few times because yeah. your boyfriend's a huge fan. I thought it was so loud, but I was also really young. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't that loud. I just hadn't experienced it before. I mean, like, USS at One Weekend Only was pretty damn loud. I was loud. And it was, again, because I was standing right beside the speakers. That was my fault, but it was great. They smashed a glass. Like, the glass broke because when they were sound checking, it was that loud. So Yeah, I think I saw a winter sleep in a small club one time, and as soon as they started playing, I was like, this is loud. Yeah. Like, and they're not what you would think of as a super loud band. Totally not. But it was. No. So, yeah, probably like a small club band. Loudest sound other than that? Can you think of anything else? I mean, the one... The times that you put on your headphones and they're at full blast and it like oh. actually hurts your eardrums. I was like, I don't know if it's can get louder than that. You know, when you're actually like, I just lost part of my hearing from that. When it was plugged into something else before. Yep. And you had it cranked up. Yep. And then you forget. You didn't you realize. And I was like, yeah, that, that it's almost sucks. painful. So yep. that one really sucks. And Do you get I, mad when that happens? Yeah. I get really mad just for a split second. For one quick second. Yeah, it does. Like see red. Yeah. Um, one time we were playing basketball in my buddy's driveway and the ball rolled out into the street. He lived on a bus route and a city bus came out and like stopped over top of the ball and like waited for it to roll out the other side. But the ball didn't roll out the other side and the bus kept going and the ball exploded under the bus. So a city bus blowing up a basketball, I think was maybe the loudest sound I ever heard. Actually, my own bike tire, and I have a road bike, so those things are, the PSI on them is insane, and one of those broke recently, like it exploded, and me and all the construction workers who were jackhammering at the time stopped, and they looked over at me and they're like, oh, that's loud, hey? I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'm really sorry about that, everyone. Sorry. B and S in 20 minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Earlier on the show, we were talking about the loudest sounds we've ever heard. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting question. My five-year-old asked that question to me, and I was like, I don't really know. I had to think about that. I was wondering what the loudest sound ever was. Like, What's the loudest sound we know about? Oh. And there are some contenders like the like the atomic bombs, mm-hmm. um, the Saturn V rocket, in terms of like man-made sounds. Okay. Uh, the explosion of Krakatoa in 1883 might be the loudest sound ever in recorded history on Earth because it apparently shattered the eardrums of sailors 40 miles away and they said the sound circled the Earth four times. Holy hell. Yeah. So that was the big one in 1883. Um, I never thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty wild. There was also something in 1908 called the Tunguska event and I had never heard of this. This happened in Russia, but it was what they call a meteor airburst. So it was a giant meteor that exploded as it was coming into the atmosphere, and it flattened 80 million trees. How did I not hear? How have I never heard of this before? I've never heard of this either. I don't even know what a meteor airburst was. I had to read about all this. When did this happen again? This was 1908. How have we never heard of this? I don't know. They said the the meteor, I guess it would be an asteroid, was 50 to 60 meters in diameter. 
And like, of course, there have been like larger impacts than that with Earth, like the ones that wiped out the dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. But uh, people were alive for that and could see the like the results of it, and like it knocked down eighty million trees. That is insane. Yeah. I don't know how we wouldn't have known about this, but anyway. So in modern history, it was either the Tunguska event or. Krakatoa that were probably the loudest sounds that Ever. humans have experienced. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I was just reading a bit about ham radio um, because I hear that term quite often and I was like, I don't even know exactly what ham radio is. And of course, it's just amateur radio. But I didn't realize this, that uh, you have to actually get an amateur radio license. Oh, really? So there's a test that you have to pass and it shows that you have uh, adequate technical and legal radio knowledge. And so you're aware of the government's radio regulations, and I guess that kind of makes sense because they don't want these amateur radio, you know, operators to be able to uh, either get, you know, more powerful than they mm-hmm. need to be or mm-hmm. interfere with other, you know, uh, frequencies or whatever else. So, yeah, I just didn't realize that there was an actual test that you can take, and then you, you can't be paid, just like amateur athletes or whatever. Okay. You cannot right, accept any type of money. Then you would need a commercial license. Uh, exactly. And you'd have to go through, well, in this country, the CRTC, right? Yeah. yeah. So I just didn't realize, because there's lots of... We've talked about the license plates, where people actually have their ham radio... Yeah, because it'll say VA6, mm-hmm. and then something else, and we always thought it said VAG. Yeah. We're like, what's VAG? It looks like VAG. But, but that's <laughs> the ham radio names for around here. It starts with VA6. Yeah. So those are how people can communicate with each other with amateur radio. So yeah, they all have licenses, and it's it's quite the little thing they got going on. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Marking one year as mayor of Calgary and joining us on the phone this morning is Jody Gondek. Uh, how are you feeling about things so far, one year into it? You know, um, Council and I sat down last week on Friday and talked about all of the things that we've managed to accomplish and how the year seems to have flown by. Um, I would say some of the highlights for us include um, committing to an Indigenous gathering place. That work is under progress and just really doing a lot of the heavy work around policy and uh, we're looking forward to a four-year budget coming up. Would you, you know, those are some of your biggest wins. What about, uh, what would you consider your biggest fail on the first year? Um, you know what, rather than a fail, if I can talk about some of the things that have been the most difficult, it's probably we've seen the loss of life in a lot of parts of the city, whether it's, you know, drownings or shootings or just violence, it's been really tough. And for those families, the grieving process will take a lot of time. That's probably the most significant thing. I'm, I'm sure one of the things in your mind with that that response is, I mean, the opioid crisis, which is something that not just this city is dealing with, but all major cities. Um, and I think last we spoke, we talked a bit about safety on transit, which is sort of tied to that issue. How are you feeling about the progress we've made on that front? You know, it took a long time to pull people together and realize that we needed to have a collaborative response to this. I am really pleased that we've got a mobile crisis response team now, and part of that funding was made available by the provincial government. So we're moving forward in a good way where we've got several different kinds of experts going out to those calls. Uh, of course, one of the newest developments and most recent is uh, we have a new premier here in the province. What is your opinions on the new premier thus far? Um, I had a chance to sit down with um, Premier Smith before. 
she was um, put into this position and we had a very good conversation about the things that Calgary needs and quite frankly the way that provincial and municipal relationships need to work. I've known her for a few years so I'm looking forward to building that relationship with her. I I saw you interviewed I I believe it was last week and you were asked about your thoughts on the new premier and I I thought you were very diplomatic in your in your response and said you're like you're looking forward to working with her. Um, Has has your opinion on that changed at all uh, given what's happened with her over the last week and some of the controversy that she's caused early on in her term here? I would say that it's important to recognize that that first week out of the gate is tough on everyone. Um, You're just coming off of a process whereby you were on all of the time. And so, you know, I hope she realizes that sometimes things that you say can be construed in a way that wasn't intended. And, you know, I, I think we have seen her try to walk back some of her comments. So, you know, I'm looking for a more measured response to questions in the future, but we'll see. What is one of your biggest concerns about her? Um, There was some talk this week about revisiting the Springbank Reservoir Project, the dam project, and flood mitigation. I really hope that there is not an intention to walk back big projects like that that are desperately needed in our city and our province. So we shall see. There was a story just recently about a potential Olympic bid again that I th- caught us off guard, and it sounds like it maybe caught you off guard as well. Um, yeah. Have, have you heard any more on that? I've not heard a thing. Okay. That was kind of a weird, random comment. Uh, speaking about that, is there is there any more information on a potential new event space or arena? There is actually a meeting of the Event Center Committee this Wednesday. And what I can tell you is since January, when we agreed unanimously to carry forward with conversations about the Event Center, it's been really positive and uh, we'll see what we can, what we get as an update on Wednesday. Is it true that you're kind of excluded from those discussions from since that point? Now, that was an opinion piece that somebody wrote based on complete misinformation. Um, Council can't make decisions in closed session. And in fact, what came out of the closed session a couple of weeks later was a unanimous decision to appoint a committee to look at moving forward with an event center. So sometimes opinion writers publish their opinions that aren't facts. And so thanks for letting me clear that up. Over the next year, what are you what are your, your, your main priorities? What are you most looking forward to? Well, I would say the nerd in me is very interested in making sure we get this four-year budget right. Um, The other thing that I think is particularly exciting for council is the fact that we're seeing a lot of office to residential conversions downtown. And I'm looking forward to um, looking at the projects that are something that's being proposed by the private sector based on the incentive program we've put in place. So that's always exciting. Is there anything else you'd like to mention to our audience before we let you go, Mayor Gondek? I would just say that, you know, the good people of Calgary have remained optimistic as we've been trying to get out of a pandemic and um, out of an economic recession. And I just want to thank everyone for taking care of each other and their neighbors and just being kind, compassionate people. Mayor Jody Gondek, we always appreciate your time on this show. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Have a great week. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.